0: It's only entertainment. Back to the Talking Hedge. I'm Josh Kincaid, capital markets analyst and host of your cannabis business podcast. Today, we're going to take a look at a pitch deck review with Greenlight to help us do that. Katrina Golgowski, angel investor and attorney, thanks for being back on the Talking Hedge.
1: Thanks,
0: Josh. All right, 30 slides. We're going to get through this fairly quickly, but ultimately, what we're going to do is give it a score one out of or a score out of seven. <laughs> Is it gonna number one, identify business plan goals? Two, do they know their audience? Number three, will they understand the market or at least tell us they do? Number four, will they identify needs and roadblocks? Five, do they know what sets their business apart? Six, are they gonna introduce the team and products? And seven, will they create a summary with a call to action? I don't know, let's find out. All right, green light. So they're uh, building one of the largest vertically integrated multi-state cannabis operators in the Midwest led by a team previously built and sold cultivation, retail, and distribution assets to a large public acquirer for about $100 million. And
1: why do they need my money, John? $100 million exit?
0: <laughs> well, they want you to be able to get in on the ground floor of this next opportunity. So with their <laughs> founders, investors, state-based partners, they've contributed $7 million of equity to date and they're gonna pledge 15 million of capital to be used primarily for the build out of their physical infrastructure. So in Missouri and Arkansas, they've established formidable license positions with 20 licenses in Missouri, four licenses in Arkansas. Um, So they're vertically integrated in Missouri. That's great. So they can be a producer, processor, or retailer. And to complete the build out in Missouri and Arkansas, companies seeking to raise 10 million in financing. So some of the investment highlights, the founders have a uh, 25 years experience. Um, looks like they have 400,000 square foot, uh, 80,000 plants and multiple manufacturing and dispensary facilities. Their founders, they sold uh, Acres Cannabis of Nevada and Eureka Cultivation of California, both sold those to Cureleaf uh, for about a hundred million dollars. Wow. So they have a dominant market position So with 20 licenses in Missouri and three in Arkansas, they're going to look for a fourth and position to build a dominant dispensary brand in both States.
1: Okay. That's good.
0: All right. So Missouri, they have 65,000 medical marijuana patients, Arkansas, they're on track to exceed um, 2.2 million monthly average 2.2 million. It's not a lot, but you know, it's a good start. So the opportunity here with, uh, with green light. So they've contributed 7 million. We mentioned that. And they're gonna provide 10 million in financing. Mention that. All right. So they mentioned some of the uh, management team here. So we've got uh, some names and uh, bios here.
1: We like to see that. That's very good. We can look up these people. Mm -hmm. I'm very happy about that. There does appear to be uh, some previous cannabis experience, and
0: that's very good. Decent blend of men and women. Not sure about uh, backgrounds or anything, but yeah, all that is there. So got some um, articles here about their acquisitions with Mm Cureleaf. Development timelines. So going back to 2019 uh, in Arkansas. And then last year with some crops planted. They've got some letters of intent, <laughs> which mean nothing. And then a sale of 1600 pounds to somebody in 2021. All right. Some of the business highlights. So here's some good numbers. 70,000 square feet of retail space, 200,000 of cultivation. We've got one production facility, three cultivation, 20 dispensaries, 65 employees in two states.
1: I like that they have some of this built out already. Uh, this is a little bit more than i an idea. Josh, let's see if they have any sales.
0: Yeah. So kind of just repeating, so it's a 30 page slide. So this is more overview that's basically repeated the same information at least. This is the third time I'm seeing this. Mm-hmm. We're, gonna, we're gonna skip that. Um, talks about their ownership structure. And some regulations.
1: I like that. Talk about roadblocks and how they don't discuss roadblocks. So this is very good.
0: Mm-hmm. So each resident is allowed to own a maximum of five dispensary and three cultivation licenses, somewhat similar to here in Washington.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but non-residents, they can actually um, own 49%. Whereas in Washington, I think that's, is it still
1: 10%? It's, it's pretty low, Josh. Yeah.
0: Yeah. All right. So, the Missouri markets, I think we mentioned a lot of that. 650 million by 2024 is the estimate. So, some decent projections there. Missouri marketplace projected medical cultivators at uh, 28. <laughs> That's better than the 7,500 in Oklahoma.
1: Yes. <laughs> Uh, these uh, are very useful slides, Josh, and it shows me that they are really paying attention to the market, which mm-hmm. is important. We look for that. I'm still waiting to see if they have sales, Josh. We're on slide right. 14.
0: Right. Yeah. If, if Oklahoma did a deck like this, nobody would ever make that because they would say, oh, you know what? I think we have too many cultivators, too many licenses. I mean, just look at Oregon and what happened there. So this is looking fairly decent. Talks in detail about their licenses in Missouri, with the operations, some of their locations. Talks about cultivating and finally get to some of the brands here. Some of the in-house brands and third-party wholesale opportunities.
1: I like that. The, it looks like they have actual dispensaries. They're, they're built out. We see square footage. Uh, I don't know if these are conceptual drawings, but... Uh, they have some stuff
0: going on here. Right, it talks about how they're going to brand these stores. Um, getting into Arkansas marketplace. This is a nice little graph about total amount sold. Looks like three thousand pounds at an average of. I oh, know that's not average. That's twenty one point four million, maybe. Hard to say. Um, so it looks like they're surpassing twenty one million. And since the start of legal sales, patients have spent 143 million in purchases, over 22,000 pounds of medical marijuana, despite a pandemic too shabby. All right, rolling through some of the Arkansas locations and the branding of the retail stores.
1: Okay.
0: Talking again about the ownership structure Really laying that out. All right, we get into the deal structure. So 10 million senior secured debt. So looking at a multi tranche closing, providing a first lien on all assets. That's good. Funds are going to be loaned in which will turn, there's going to be 15% rates, principal balance, balloon payment.
1: Well, this is good. I like to have the, um, I like to have the uh, deal terms set out. I really like, I, I like that a lot. Um, I am very concerned that they are going to use this money to build the dispensaries. Uh, so we're on deck 28, uh, slide 28. And this is the first time they're telling us that they're not actually in business yet, Josh. These are all Plans.
0: All right, we got there eventually. So the use of funds, 3.8 million is a Missouri build out, 2 million partial payment to cure relief. Oh, great. 2.1 million is for Arkansas and then 2 million in working capital.
1: Yeah, so that, what confirms me there, Josh, is the uh, slide 28 uh, finally discloses that that they're not op- operational and that they have to pay back somebody else for these licenses. Right. Uh, that that's concerning. Uh, it can be valid. Uh, there can be valid reasons for that, but it's also very concerning this this is not an operational company, Josh. I
0: had red flags as soon as they had the deal structure. This is like the sixth, you know, one of these slides, slide 26 is like the sixth time they talked about the structure. So I knew that when you put that much in there, you need to do your due diligence because they're trying to tell you something without telling you. (laughs) Straight up right there. So looking at the pro forma financials, all of these are estimates. Uh, In 2022, they think their total revenue is going to be 104 million. Um, You know, maybe. Uh, Depends on on how much they owe other people. With a lot of these sale, lease back options, you're going to have to dive into that and find out um, exactly what the bottom line is. So with that, let's check and see if they meet our seven tips to a successful investment deck. Number one, did they identify the business plan goals?
1: Uh, Yeah, they want your money to go get some licenses and build some buildings. So yeah, they did, they get a point.
0: And do they know their audience?
1: I think they know the Missouri and Alabama cannabis markets extensively uh, because they gave us about 14 slides about the total addressable market and the sales figures uh, out of each one of those states. Uh, Their investor audience, uh, I don't know that they did a very good job there, Josh, so I'm going to give them a half a point.
0: About understanding the market.
1: I do think they understand the market, which gets back to the 14 slides uh, uh, that they gave us about the projected markets in Missouri and Alabama. Uh, So I'm going to give them a full point there, Josh.
0: All right. I saw that they, um, for identifying needs and roadblocks, they have needs, but I didn't see any issues or roadblocks. You're going to give them a full point?
1: Well, they did talk about pending legislative changes in both Missouri and Alabama. So uh, I'm gonna give them a point there. They, do, they did better than a lot of the other pitch decks we see about identifying their needs and roadblocks. But what I didn't like is none of these structures are built. Uh, you know, Are there zoning regulations? Do they have to have public hearings in order to erect these structures? Uh, these types of things, uh, I'm going to give them a half point, Josh.
0: All right. Um, what about secret sauce?
1: I like that they're vertically integrated. Uh, we talk about this frequently. It allows you to control some of your costs. Uh, they have some brands uh, and they have, it appears from, from their pitch deck that their team has a lot of experience in cannabis, which I like. Uh, is that enough to set the business apart? I, I don't know uh, because they didn't talk about any of their competition in either Missouri or Alabama. There's existing sales and they told us there was existing sales data in, in these states but they didn't tell us anything about their competitors. So I, I, that's a pet peeve of mine. Uh, you need to address your competitors. So I'm not gonna give them anything there, Josh.
0: They introduced the team and they had some products. Is that enough for a full point? Yes. Number number six, all right. And seven, they kind of created a, a call to action at the very end, um, is that enough for a full point?
1: Well, they did uh, have an ask and they did explain the ask. They set out the terms and what they wanted and what you were going to get for these, uh, your $10 million, so that's good, I like that. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna give them a point.
0: Too shabby. All right, that's five out of seven. That's gonna be a seventy-one percent. So not too bad for these guys. At green light, um, assuming they-, they can make some any any money at all right now. I mean, it is medical. It is in one of these states where you might be able to get away with that. Uh, we'll have to find out.
1: Yeah, we'll see. I wish them luck. Uh, yeah. I I think that they'll be able to transfer their California experience into these states uh, and to clean up the pitch deck, just talk about your competition a little bit more and uh, not spend so much time on the total addressable market of Missouri and Alabama and talk about your share of the market and what you think your share of the market will be. Um, That that would have garnered them some more points from me, Josh
0: yeah less information about the local market more about performance and what you are going to do, especially if you're estimating what you think you're going to do. I want to know even more <laughs> since you're not already in business. Um, you know it's 2021 I feel like uh, a lot of these these companies obviously have to start from somewhere right now when they're getting brand new regulation but it better come from a team of, of experienced folks and, and this one obviously has so uh, they've been there they've done that. We'll just have to wait and see uh, how this works out. With that, we're going to roll this one up. I want to thank my guest, Katrina Gugowski, angel investor and attorney. Thanks for being back on The Talking Hedge.
1: Thanks, Josh.
0: I'm Josh Kincaid. This is The Talking Hedge. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Or don't, and I'm out. Don't forget to smash that like button on your way out and check out these other videos that we've got.